In the past few years, I've sold almost 150 items on OfferUp and made thousands of dollars on stuff I was no longer using, which not only created space in my home, but also allowed me to fill that void with more of what I did want to create. Welcome to the Incremental Upgrade. I'm your host, Jen Gray, and I know what it's like to feel frustrated when things aren't quite working out the way you had in mind. Luckily, I figured out that big changes come one small win at a time, and mindset makes everything easier. Whether you're creating something new or releasing something that no longer serves you, I can relate. And it's such a good feeling to let it all unfold one inspired action at a time. So that's what I have for you. Something simple you can do for your healthy, happy life today. Well, hello and welcome to the Incremental Upgrade Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gray. I'm an educator, a lifelong student of all things personal development, and also, of course, the host of this podcast about little things we can do that make a big difference in the quality of our lives. On this show, I share practical strategies, quick wins, and clarity questions so we can take inspired action on our own terms and also in alignment with the mindset piece underneath so we can come from a place of intention and really feel good about the result. This is our third episode about decluttering and our second in our decluttering series, not only because this is a time of year when we've often just received a lot of stuff that we need to make room for in our homes, but also because regardless of what time of year it is, decluttering feels really good. And that physical process of releasing things that have completed their purpose helps us make room for more of what we do want to call in or create. If you haven't already listened to our last episode on that exact topic, which was episode 14 on a decluttering quick win for goal momentum, a little inspired action you can customize to set the intention behind another goal you're working on right now, that might be a great place to start after this episode as would be episode seven, which is a bigger picture practical decluttering plan to decide what to let go of in the first place. So I will link those up for you in the show notes to check out later. But either way, today's episode is looking at another practical part of the process that might be a little extra motivation to declutter, which is what to do with the stuff you decide you're ready to release. I am a huge fan of OfferUp, and in the past several years, I've sold almost 150 items on there, which, based on an estimate off the average price, I've made thousands of dollars on stuff I was no longer using, which not only created space in my home, but also allowed me to fill that void with things I did want, whether it was something fun I did with my daughter or upgrading something in my bedroom or getting my nails done or saving up for a big vacation or whatever it might be. And as much as I love OfferUp, I've also had some pretty frustrating experiences with it that made me feel like it was taking more time than it was worth. So the intention in today's episode is to help you declutter for cash and use this awesome platform as simply and successfully as possible 
starting with, first of all, which categories of items tend to sell really well on OfferUp and also which ones don't and where to sell those things instead or not, how to list and price your items for an easy sale, how to write a listing template to prevent annoying questions, the pros and cons of shipping, and a one-liner response to inquiries to encourage quick pickups and sales. I know how frustrating it can be to spend a bunch of time listing things that don't sell, and I've definitely realized that some things simply are not worth it. So with the intention of saving you some time and effort so we can all have a better OfferUp experience, I thought we'd start by breaking down which categories of items tend to sell really well and which ones don't and where to sell those things instead or maybe not even bother at all and just donate. So as for which categories of items tend to sell really well, the best items to sell on OfferUp in my experience are electronics, appliances, furniture, and certain kid stuff. With electronics, I'm talking about TVs, DVD players, video games, wireless modems, Chromecasts, cameras, even old ones, phones, smartwatches, AirPods, that kind of thing. Appliances could be pretty much anything you'd have in a kitchen, toaster ovens, crock pots, mixers, spiralizers, even pots and pans, particularly if you're selling them in a group or a set. People who are moving tend to love that kind of stuff. Furniture could be literally anything. Beds, coffee tables, dining tables, patio furniture, end tables, nightstands, mirrors. If you don't want it, there is someone out there who does. Now, this is by no means an exhaustive list, of course. These are just the top selling categories in my experience that have sold the fastest for the best prices. But there are so many miscellaneous things that you just never know who's looking for what out there. So when in doubt, it never hurts to put it out there and see what happens. Kid stuff can be a little more hit and miss. So in my experience, large baby items like strollers, car seats, high chairs, bumbo seats, that kind of thing do really well. With toys, as my daughter's gotten older, the pattern we've noticed is the bigger the better. So larger Lego sets, giant squishmallows, bikes, that kind of thing have done really well. But smaller toys, it's really just not worth it. We have a whole separate episode coming on decluttering with kids by request, but suffice it to say for now that OfferUp can be a great motivation for kids to declutter if you let them decide what to list and keep the cash. My daughter is on a mission for a Nintendo Switch right now, and in helping her brainstorm how she could make that happen, we made a list of special chores and odd jobs that she could help me with but I also encouraged her to sweep her room for things she may want to declutter, which she did, and she'll get to keep that cash in her Nintendo fund. All that said, I have definitely noticed that some categories just don't sell well on OfferUp, but you can still sell some of these things elsewhere, which we'll get to in a minute, but the categories I'd suggest skipping, at least for OfferUp purposes, if you want to make the most of the time you have to do this whole thing, would be shoes, 
clothes, and books in particular. Shoes are tough because they have to be an exact size match, and in my experience, people just aren't clothes shopping on OfferUp, with the lone exception of my old wedding dress. However, if you want to sell your clothes and shoes, particularly if you are more high fashion than I am, there are all sorts of consignment stores that that's their entire business is to buy and resell gently used clothes. Now, most of them don't want clothes that are more than a year old or in anything other than excellent condition, of course. So don't take in like two trash bags of every single article of clothing you decide to declutter, but it can totally be worth it to pull out the best of the clothes you're ready to unload and see what happens. I took in a handful of dresses one time and traded them for an awesome leather jacket that I absolutely love for a total final cost of $4, which makes me love it even more. So you really never know. And if they don't want it, you can always donate. Same goes for books, games, and at least you know non-electronic games and puzzles. Most people just don't seem to be looking for those types of things on OfferUp, but they do look for them at secondhand book and entertainment stores. There's a really cool used book and entertainment store in my area that has given me so much store credit for used books, puzzles, games, and stuff like that, that I almost feel bad about how many basically free books I have taken home from that store, which is also a really awesome motivator to declutter when we know that we can let go of lots of things that have completed their purpose and exchange them for one or two things we'll really love and enjoy. You can also sell kids' clothes, which I forgot to mention, usually at stores that are designated for kids' stuff, which also tend to offer more in store credit than in cash. So as my daughter outgrows things, I let her take them in, give her the store credit, and let her pick out something she really likes in the next size up to get her into the decluttering process too. Again, we will talk more about decluttering kids stuff in a future episode, but this is one of the easier areas to start with when it comes to decluttering kids stuff. If you're not sure where to start with these, just Google kids consignment, clothes consignment, used bookstores, secondhand bookstores, that kind of thing, or whatever combination interests you and have fun decluttering for cash or store credit as the case may be. Okay. Coming up from the rabbit hole of selling elsewhere and back to offer up, once you have your first round of items that you are ready to list, there are pretty much three components of a quick selling listing, or any listing for that matter, though the goal is presumably to sell it sooner rather than later. And those three components are one, photos, two, your description, and three, the price. Now, when you take your photos, you want to take a couple from a few different angles, depending what it is. If it's in a box, show the box and also what's inside. If there's minor wear and tear, show it in the photo and mention it in the description. And if there's major damage, then of course, don't list it at all. You'll also want to make sure, and this is probably the most important thing, that the lighting is good. So if there's a shadow, rearrange accordingly. And after you take your photo, I've also found it really helpful to adjust the exposure just a little bit to brighten it up. 
It only takes a second and I swear it's made a difference in my offer up sales because keep in mind, search results come up kind of like an Instagram feed of photos only and they won't even see the description unless they click on the photo. So if you pick just one thing to focus on, make it a really appealing photo. I often use a preset called light and airy, not just for offer up, but for all my favorite photos. And it is easily the best 10 bucks I've ever spent because it makes pictures look amazing. It's always important to post a photo of your actual thing rather than a Googled version of a brand new retail one. But especially with electronics like TVs that come in umpteen different versions, I will sometimes take a screenshot of the reviews page on Best Buy or Amazon of that particular model. Just note that that should be the last photo in the listing after the photos of your actual thing and definitely not the first or the only one. On the next screen, it's going to ask for a description. And the good news here is that less is often more, so you can totally keep it short, sweet, and to the point. The key things to mention are what condition it's in, the dimensions if applicable, any relevant specs, your cross streets so you don't get a million messages asking where you're located, though you will still get some because... You just will. <laughs> and last but not least, a call to action. So for example, for a DVD player, you might say, Sony DVD and Blu-ray player with remote included works great. We just don't need it anymore. Located at A Street and B Street, send me a message if you'd like to come pick it up. If you're offering an especially good deal, you can also include the original retail price for contrast and if it's a wood or upholstered item especially, I like to mention that it's from a smoke-free home. So something like freestanding floor mirror with black swivel frame in great condition from a smoke-free home. Frame is 25 inches wide by 65 inches high by 16 inches deep, including the base. Located at these cross streets, send me a message if you'd like to come pick it up. In your title, make sure you focus on keywords, of course, because that's how people are going to find your item in the first place. So use the words that you would use if you were searching for that item, which I actually recommend that you make a point to do before you list it so you can get a realistic feel for what comparable items are going for price-wise as well. That is the second to last decision you'll have to make which is how to price your item. So two little tips to help you do that. One, search that item on OfferUp and see what other similar things are going for to make sure you're in a competitive range. And two, if you're not sure, about a quarter to a third of the retail price is about what you can expect to get in my experience, depending of course on what it is. But Sometimes I see people having a hard time getting rid of or letting go of certain things because they have an elevated sense of its value. So we have to keep in mind that these things are used. So if someone could buy a brand new one or a like new one for what we're asking, that is just not going to make sense for them. It's fine to start on the higher end of the range if you're just not sure just don't take it personally if a week goes by and you still have it, in which case you can lower the price 
and or archive and relist the item if it's been a while until it finds its new home. On the opposite end of the spectrum, if you get a million messages about a particular item, that suggests that you perhaps could have priced it a little higher, which is just something to keep in mind if you sell something similar in the future. Last but not least, you'll be asked whether you want to ship your item. I think it's super cool that OfferUp offers this feature, but it definitely has pros and cons. Pros are one, that you widen your pool of buyers to pretty much the entire country instead of the greater metro area of your closest city. And two, you don't have to worry about flaky buyers not showing up, which unfortunately does happen sometimes. But the cons are one, that OfferUp takes a 12.9% cut of your shipped items selling price. And two, that you then have to get packing materials, box the thing up and take it to a shipping facility, which for me personally is just not worth it because I want the full selling price and extra errands are just not something I'm interested in right now. But your pro-con scale may very well be different from mine, so you should do whichever options feel best for you or maybe even some combination of the two. If you decide to ship, then this next piece won't apply to you. But if you decide to go with local pickup only, there was a one-liner I promised you at the top of this episode to help get those items out the door faster. And this is in response when someone asks if the item is still available. Instead of just saying yes, I've found it super helpful to say, yes, would you like to pick it up today? That gives them something to respond to, and also a decision to act on, because keep in mind that they're probably looking at multiple different options and asking the same exact question. So if 24 hours or so go by, and I don't have any other inquiries yet, then I will sometimes ask, are you still interested in this item? Which works about half the time, but Half the time is 50% more stuff that we don't want getting traded for cash, so it usually ends up being a worthwhile couple of seconds. One last thing I've found super helpful in the meantime is to get the items out of the house if possible while they're waiting to get found and or picked up. One, because it clears the physical space we're trying to clear by selling it in the first place. Two, because it makes it much easier to exchange the item somewhere other than your front door for safety purposes. And three, because it sets the intention that we're serious about letting the thing go and welcoming in something new. Now, obviously this doesn't work for furniture, but it does generally keep the whole process moving along nicely, which I hope this entire episode will help you do. As a quick recap of today's episode, if you're ready to start selling on OfferUp and want to get the most bang for your buck, the top selling categories in my experience to focus on are electronics, appliances, furniture, and bigger kids items, while the ones to skip on OfferUp and take to a consignment or used bookstore or Goodwill instead would be shoes, clothes, and books. When you're ready to start listing, you'll want one, some beautifully lit photos from a couple different angles, a description that includes your keywords, the condition, 
dimensions, specs, cross streets, and a call to action. And you can even save this template in a note on your phone so you can tweak it and copy paste for future items to make the whole process go even faster. And then you can search for comparable items to help you decide on a price where I've had the best results somewhere between a quarter and a third of the retail price. When you start getting inquiries about whether your item is still available, don't forget when you say yes, uh, to ask if they'd like to pick it up today because it just helps move that sale along and get the thing out of your house and the cash in your hand, which feels pretty great. I really hope this episode served you today and that if it did, that you'll share it with a friend who might be on a decluttering journey of their own. And if you'd like to continue the conversation about decluttering and you haven't already listened to episode seven, the practical decluttering plan or episode 14, which is a decluttering quick win for goal momentum, you might enjoy those as well. So I will link those up for you in the show notes. Decluttering is also number 78 on our choose your own adventure cheat sheet of 100 easy incremental upgrades all the way around the wheel of life. So if you're looking for ideas on goals or intentions in various areas of life, little details that you might like to create space for either physically or energetically, or if you just like the idea of doing little things on a consistent basis to live a quality over quantity life, then I am right there with you and I would love to hear from you. You can email me at hello at jengray.com. It's Jen with two N's, gray with an A, and I will send that list to you personally. I would love to hear in that note what goals you're working on right now and or what challenges you're facing when it comes to decluttering so we can talk about it in a future episode. So please feel free to reach out anytime because I truly do love hearing from you. One final note before we go, which is that the Incremental Upgrade is an intentionally social media free podcast. So email is the best way to connect with me online if you feel so inclined. And the best way to connect with the show, of course, is to subscribe wherever you listen to get new episodes automatically. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would be willing to say so in a quick review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, five stars, one sentence, maybe both if you're feeling generous. It really does mean a lot to me. So I will leave you with a big thank you to all of you who have done so already, and also to all of you who've made it to the end of this episode. You are part of the only social network we choose to use, which is real people passing it along, and I am so grateful for that. Thank you so much for tuning in today and for taking these little inspired actions. I wish you all the offer up success there is, I'd love to hear how it goes for you, and I'm excited to continue this conversation about decluttering in our next episode in this series. Have a wonderful day, and bye for now. Thanks again for tuning in today. 
Did you like this episode? If so, I'd love if you shared it with a friend. You can also subscribe to get new episodes automatically and share your thoughts in a quick review. Before you go, check out the show notes below for links to all the resources we talked about today, including your first human design consult free at jennnray dot com.